Father God, we come before you today to worship you, to be in your presence. Yes, Jesus. Just invite you to fill this place with your spirit and speak to each person here today, Father. We we all always need to hear from you. Just help us to put aside the the cares of the past week and just take time out to to listen for you. I thank you that you are always good, that you're always watching over us and taking care of us. And I thank you for all the blessings that you pour out on us. The ones we see, the ones that we can't see. I ask you to bless this time this morning. Bless Joe as she comes and speaks to us this morning, Father. And I ask you to bless the music in the name of Jesus. Amen.
why we came, right? We came here to worship the Lord. So all the stuff you've been through this week, and I know everybody's got stuff in your lives. We're all busy. We've got things going on, the cares of this life, the struggles. You know, some have it worse than others. Some people are so burdened down they can hardly stand it. Some people are high on the clouds. But we've all got issues. I want to read you a passage from Psalms 116. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. The pains of death surround me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold of me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord preserves the simple. I'm glad for that. I fit right into that group. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, oh, my soul. Return to your rest, oh my soul. So if you've had a hard week, you got things in your life that you're looking at and you're thinking, how am I going to do it? That's what you need to be saying. Return to your rest, oh my soul. Oh Lord God, I thank you that you can restore our souls. Hallelujah. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. You've delivered my soul from death and my eyes from tears and my feet from falling. Now I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. It's not, a, it's not a message of doom and gloom. It's a message of hope and deliverance and victory. If you're walking in victory, great. There's going to come a time where you're going to be struggling. If you're walking in, in defeat or discouragement now, it's time to lift up your eyes. It's time to begin to focus on the Lord because He is our help. He can restore our soul. Yes, thank you. And that happens when we begin to worship. That's why we spend so much time worshiping because it's an opportunity for us to experience God. Hallelujah. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. When you enter in to worship and you come into He inhabits the praises of His people. He is enthroned on the praises of His people. So this morning, Lord, we choose to enthrone you. We choose to lift up your name. We choose to exalt you. We choose to worship and enter into your presence with thanksgiving, shouts of praise. We come with our hands lifted up and our hearts lifted up and our voices lifted up. We choose to exalt you and worship you. And in your presence, Lord, we're going to find that rest for our souls. We're going to find that time where you restore us. Heal us and deliver us and set us free and put our feet back up on the path of life, Lord. You've not given us a path of death, but you've given us a path of life. We rejoice in that this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Lord, your presence is here. Speak to each person, Lord, as we worship. Speak those words that we need to hear, the words of encouragement that we would rise up. Mm. Walk in the fullness of the Spirit. Amen. Walk in the, with our eyes on you, Lord, and not focused on our problems, but focusing on your bountiful Amen. supply in our lives, Lord. You've given us everything we need, and we rejoice in that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Lord God. Thank you. Fill this place with your presence now. Amen. Receive our praise and worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
that song is like a testimony to me. Jillian, see? <laughs> they want to do this. That's why I like to sing, because I can sing what I feel. Jillian graduated Friday. I'm so happy for her. Thank you all for your prayers. I love you all. Y'all mean so much to me. I can't say I can't say no more. <laughs> Just this song. <laughs> What's the song about?
I can do all things when you strengthen me. You are the reason, Lord, I can stand when I know strength. You are the one who sets me free. Yeah. 
refuge, our strength and salvation. A mighty fortress is the Lord Almighty. There is no equal, no power beside Him. Forever our champion is the Lord our God. All upon the name of the Lord. He's our defender, our deliverer. Shelter in the midst of the storm. Jesus our Savior, He is King over all. Our Savior, He is King over all. Our Savior, He is King over all. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that you are here, Lord. Your invitation is always the same. You invite us to come. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I want to be, I want to be in tune with you. I want to be in tune with the heavenly hosts that are worshiping you. The 24 elders, they're throwing their crowns down and they're crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And they do that forever and ever and ever. Lord, I want to be in tune with what you're saying and what you're doing. Lord, I pray this morning that each one of us will begin to have a sense of the direction that you're leading us, Lord. We sang that earlier about your goodness is running after us. I don't want to run from your goodness. I want to run to it, Lord. And I don't want to run away from the battles either. I want to be like David and run towards Goliath. Because I know you are with me and you will lead me into the battle. And the battle is yours, not mine anyway. So Lord, help us to not be directionally challenged. You said that your blessings would overtake us. So I want to be going the same direction that you're going. And just let your blessings come up from behind and just overtake me. And begin to pour out over my life. And when the battle's ahead, I want to run to the battle. I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to hold back. I don't want to run the wrong way. I want to run and move in the direction you're moving, Lord. This morning, we need you. More and more of you, Lord. We need your presence. We need your glory. We need you to reveal yourself to us so we would see all of your goodness and your greatness. Know your power. Know and stand on the promises that you've made to us in your word, Lord. I thank you that you are here this morning. You're here to heal the brokenhearted. You're here to touch us everywhere we need a touch, Lord, because when we wait on you, when we put ourselves in your presence and wait on you, you can bring life and liberty. You can bring blindness to the, our sight to the blind, Lord. You can heal us. You can remove the scales from our eyes. Heal our broken hearts. You can lift us up out of the miry clay and get us back up on the, the solid rock, Lord. Put our feet back on the path to life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. I thank you, Lord, that that's not, a, that's not a partial promise. You didn't say I'd deliver you out of some of them, but you said all. I stand in that truth this morning, Lord. There's not anything that the enemy can do. There's not anything this world can do. Not anything that life brings towards me that can outdo you in your provision and redemption in my life, Lord. I thank you that you are enough. You are enough. And I choose to worship you. I choose to exalt you as God. Today, you are enough in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are enough. I just need more of you. More of you. More of your goodness. More of your nearness. More of your glory revealed in me, Lord. You are enough. I see you as the all-sufficient one. I see you as the almighty, the omniscient, the omnipotent, all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-living 
self-existent from eternity to eternity. God, the I am of the universe. You are enough, Lord. You're enough for our problems today. You're enough for our, our past. Your forgiveness is enough. You're enough for our tomorrows and our next weeks and our next year. You are enough, Lord. You are enough. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Speak that over us today so that we would hear your voice and know that you are enough. Your grace is sufficient. Yes, hallelujah. 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 Lord, you are enough for this nation. We are messed up right now. We've got problems. We recognize it, and we don't know what to do except just to ask you, Lord. We cry out to you because you've made promises to us. You said if we would call on you, that you would hear us. So, Lord, we as your people, those who are called by your name, we humble ourselves before you. We say we're willing to turn away from our lackadaisical and our wicked ways. Anything in us that's not right, Lord, we choose to humble ourselves and say, here we are. We'll turn. We'll do whatever you ask us to do, Lord. We submit ourselves to you, your people. We ask that you heal this nation, Lord. Forgive us of our sin. Cause a spirit of repentance to fall on your people. Heal us. Heal us, Lord. Heal us of this virus. Heal us of all the fear and intimidation that's come from this virus. Heal us of the control, loss of freedom that we've experienced, Lord. Forgive us and heal us, Lord. Change this nation. Turn our hearts. Turn our leaders. Forgive us, Lord, and be merciful to us. We don't deserve it, but I know your mercy is, it is greater than we can ever understand. It endures forever. It's new every morning. It's fresh and it's real and it's alive, Lord. Thank you that you are good and your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, this morning we lift up the Cop family, our our missionaries, we support in Israel. Chuck Cop passed away. He's gone to be with you, Lord. And we rejoice and celebrate in his life. But we lift up his family, those who are left behind, Lord. They need your peace. They need to be filled with your hope and your assurance that all is well. Lord, I thank you that there are things in place where the ministry is not going to just wither and die, but it's going to keep flourishing and blossom under the leadership that you've established, Lord. Bless that family, Lord. And Lord, for Lori and Chuck and their family, I pray blessing and favor over them, Lord, that you give them your peace. The loss of Tom. We know he's with you, Lord. We're celebrating that, but we still mourn the loss. We celebrate his life that he gave everything for you, Lord. Continue to bless and work in them. And Lord, for others who are sick or have problems, I just ask that you continue to heal and restore. Speak words of life over today, Lord. That's what we come to hear. You alone have the words of life, Lord. No one else. No one else can speak life over us but you alone. And we receive that this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, so we're really privileged to have uh, Grace House has sent Joe, Joe Warren to uh, minister to us today. And I'm going to let her tell you anything she wants to about Grace House. We've got baby bottles. We're going to give 
until you can't give anymore. Anyway, I want to encourage you to be, be generous because it's a valid ministry that helps a lot of people. And they lead people to the Lord up there. It's not just talking to people about abortion. I mean, they are, they're sharing the good news. And she'll probably talk about that. But it's a great ministry, and we're so thrilled to be involved with them. And so let's give a warm welcome to Joe Warren. Bless you. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you, church. I guess I didn't offend anyone too bad last time I was here since I got invited back. So uh, it's just a pleasure to be with you and uh, because you're standing in the gap for the unborn babies. And so I wanted to come today to say on behalf of the entire Grace House family how much we appreciate what you guys do to support us. And so I wanted to just kind of briefly uh, give you a report because you have helped us so much and I wanted you to know where your dollars are going and what all is happening at Grace House. So I brought a few pictures just to show you and we'll go through those kind of quickly. Uh, our first picture, uh, right there is our staff. I just brought that because you could see we have one man. Can you imagine what that life's for him with all that estrogen flowing every day? So hey, that's our executive director. So that's all the staff that it takes to, uh, and a whole bunch of volunteers to do Grace House. So our next uh, slide, uh, we just to let you know, we've been in uh, Weatherford for 28 years. So that's a long time of being able to be do that. And then uh, there, our Grace House has three branches. It's an options clinic, the pregnancy center, and the pure truth. And so as we go through the slides, we'll kind of see that. Uh, and we can go past that one. That's our options clinic, which is located right off of Santa Fe. Some of you may have seen that as you're driving down. And uh, that's our, the medical arm. And at the options clinic, we saw 576 pregnancy consultations in 2020. That was in the pandemic. So that is a big, that's a big number. And um, just to let you know, as we go through this, let's go to the next slide there. Uh, we have a counseling room there. We have uh, men now that are volunteering to come and be counselors. So we're so excited about that. So the father of these babies can be counseled by men. And so we saw over a hundred men last year in these counseling rooms. And that's, that's a big number from up from last year. So the next one, that's our uh, room where we do our sonograms. So every mama who comes in that's far enough along, we do a sonogram for her because we know that if she sees that baby on the screen, we have a better opportunity to save the life of that baby. Uh, the, one of the stories that I love is when they were doing a sonogram and they showed the baby on the screen and it looked like the baby was waving. And that mama walked out and made a different decision because of that sonogram. So um, that's one of, the, one of the really cool things about being able to use a sonogram and show them that it is life that they're looking at. So the next one is, uh, we can go past that. That's uh, the outside of our uh, pregnancy center. That is also off of Santa Fe on Eureka. And so if we can go to the next one inside of it, that's kind of what it looks like. We set it up like a little boutique, let mamas come and get whatever they need. 
So just to give you an idea, we gave out 32 pack and plays, we gave out 48 car seats, 515 cans of formula, and 48,780 diapers. I don't know who counts all those, but somebody does. Uh, we had over 2,080 visits that were made to the center in the pandemic. We started a Bible study now that meets in the evenings. We had seven women come last week. We have three more adding to that. And so uh, these we do the Bible studies for men and women now in, in the evening. So we can go to the next one. That's just another picture of our pregnancy center. Uh, these are donations that come in from different churches when they donate different things. So we couldn't do it without churches, that's for sure. So the next one is Pure Truth. That's us doing a training. We train parents. And so we talk to parents about social media and how to navigate your child through that crazy social media world and about sex trafficking and all the things that go on there. And then the next one is just a picture of our students. We go into nine campuses over uh, throughout Parker County. We saw over 1,000 students in 2020. And one student said, they taught me stuff I was afraid to ask. And here's another thing. We give every student that walks in, we give them a card that has a private text line on it. And so we encourage them, if you have nobody to reach out to, you're not involved in a church or with a fantastic youth minister like you guys have, uh, we give them that text line. So if they need someone to call, they can call and get help from us. And because we know that suicide is on a rise with our teenagers this year. So that's uh, talking about our pure truth. Um, and then that's just two of our instructors. One is a volunteer and then one is on staff. And I think that's it. So that gives you a real quick update of... Um, what we're doing there, the other thing that we're excited about, we just started an abortion recovery class. So we know a lot of mamas have walked through that. A lot of ladies have walked through that, and they're carrying that baggage. And so we have a lady that takes them through a Bible study and actually walks them through unpacking that. Here is a statistic that I love. So just like your pastor said, we share the gospel. We pray for them when they come in. And uh, last year, we, um, the gospel was presented over 150 times. And we had seven salvations and several uh, rededications. Yeah, uh, we should give God a big hand clap for that, for sure. So that, God is doing major things there, and you are a part of that. So we could not keep the doors open without you guys. So I just wanted to say it's an honor to be with you today and share that with you. So just briefly, I wanted to tell you a little bit, you know, um, just tell you all of the great things God is doing. And then uh, just to bring a message to you this morning, I love old people jokes. Well, I used to love old people jokes till I became one of those. But uh, my, I had a couple of friends and my sister and I used to go around and we did the skit where we would dress up like old people and we would say things that old people say. And that was real funny when we weren't old. And then um, we uh, decided we should quit being that skit since we were the actually people. And so one of my friends, uh, she said she had to go on Prozac because she was so depressed from getting old. But then one day, she took two X-Lax tablets instead of her Prozac. And so she said, I couldn't get off the pot, but I felt really good about it. <laughs> uh, 
So being growing old is something that we do. I'm a grandmother now, and uh, I have, you know, when you get older, everybody likes to tell you what to do. And if you have grandchildren, you know, how do you step off the curb? And grandma, you better go to the bathroom because we're not going to stop again. And I try to remind my grandchildren, I, even though I can't find my car in the Walmart parking lot, I do know when I need to go to the restroom. So they do not have to tell me about that. And even though everything from here is falling to here, that's just life and we grow old and so in life that is something we can't change is growing older but today we're going to talk just briefly about an unchanging God an unchanging God in this changing world so <clears throat> if I could just pray uh, I've having problems with my voice this week with all the allergies so I'm just going to pray for that dear God I just pray Lord just be able uh, to um, me to deliver a word to these wonderful people today and may it be your word that we deliver and may the Holy Spirit just move among all of us this morning and that you speak directly to our hearts for it's in your name we pray those things amen so Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever that's good news isn't it church and I want to say thank you church for making that sign for me before I came so that verse would be displayed right there but that's the verse that we're going to look at today so let's just say that together can we Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever well that's powerful isn't it an unchanging God in this changing world that we have I mean COVID and social distancing and pandemic and rapid testing those were words I never used until recently I thought maybe my parents might have said, hey, you need to do some social distancing when I was dating, maybe. But I never put those two words together. Mask, I only said that at Halloween. And now people are fighting over when they should wear them. I think rapid tests, that would have been great in high school. But I think all of those words are words that have become words that we use all the time now in this changing world. And then when we thought things couldn't get a whole lot worse, that winter storm came through and left Eddie with some problems. And, but it, it came through and then Frozen was more than just the name of a movie. I mean, we were now gathering, COVID was put on the back and we were gathering together just to stay warm. And wondering if the pipes were going to thaw out and were we going to have water. And I'm sure many of you have gone through things from that as well. Winter storm. Who would have thought that would have come through and affected us like it did? Changing world that we're in. You know, sometimes life just throws us unexpected things. And such is the case with Jesus over 2,000 years ago. When I take a fresh eye, my, look at the scriptures with fresh eyes, I look at all the unexpected things that he did, like parting the water and like healing the lamb, like bringing the the uh, walls of Jericho down, all of the amazing things he did. And we could go on and on, walking on water, so many unexpected things. It was a changing world then too, but he was an unchanging God. <clears throat> so even if this world falls apart, and just like the pastor was saying earlier, it seems like we're going that direction real quickly. The good news to us church is that we have an unchanging God. And that is good news for all of us. And in Hebrews, it's, and women libbers said, well, where's Shebrews? Well, Shebrews is included in that. So, But in Hebrews 13.8, which is that verse that we're focusing on today, 
that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever brings us so much hope. Because if you look at those verses and you go back and you read the verses before and the verses after it, it seems like that verse doesn't really fit in there. It seems like that verse just kind of sticks out of the text. And I think maybe God wrote it that way for a reason. For us to grasp how important that is for us to know he's not going to change. He's the same. And that's where our hope comes from. So when we look through that and we think about that, we think of all of our failures and all of our mess-ups. And we think about yesterday because we say Jesus is the, is the God of yesterday. But, you know, our yesterdays we can't do anything about. There's some of my yesterdays I wish I could go back and change. There's some of the things I wish I could do differently, I could take back. But yesterdays are, are already gone for us. And what comes from us is what Satan keeps bringing back to us. He keeps speaking to us all those yesterday things that we would like to put aside. Because all of us have failures and all of us mess up. And some of you struggle with some addictions, but that was yesterday. And some of you have gone through a divorce or a painful past or trauma or even recently some losses, but that was yesterday. And some of you have experienced grief or, or just a loss or a... Uh, just a time of grieving during this time of maybe a grief of a loss of a job or a loss of a loved one. Some of you sitting in this room may have even had an abortion. But that was yesterday. And some of you have been unfaithful in your marriage. Some of you have been lied to. Some of you have been stolen from, cheated on. That was yesterday. And some of you... Maybe have carried a grudge from yesterday into today. You know, forgiveness is a commandment. It's not a choice for us. Whether we're being the one that was offended or whether we're the one who offended someone. Forgiveness is something that we're commanded to give. It's like setting a prisoner free and we're the prisoner that we're holding when we offer that forgiveness. So who are you listening to when you hear all of the things from yesterday, when you hear all of those things that you've messed up, that you didn't do well, who are you listening to? Because Satan constantly is telling us something. And today is the only thing that we can stand, and really we don't even have control of that. Tomorrow we can plan for, but we don't know really what's going to happen tomorrow. Because Jesus can handle your yesterday problems, I just recently went through a time in my life where I had some things said about me that wasn't true and I was hurt by those things and I went through a time of just really and then I started listening to Satan and it just got worse and worse and I realized it's Jesus that can only handle those yesterday problems yeah. and then we want to claim the verse create in me Lord a clean heart create in me Lord a clean heart. I have an aunt that goes to a Pentecostal church that gets really excited about worship and I love going there and there's a lady there and I love what she says because every time she hears something from a pastor or someone that really speaks about what Jesus, Jesus would do for her, she will do a shout out and, it's, and you can't beat that. So I'm going to say something and we're going to do the shout out. So Jesus can handle your yesterday problems. 
And you can't beat that. That's our shout out to God today. That's exactly right. We can't beat that. That's good news to us, church. That's good news to us. Just like uh, he, uh, Pastor mentioned with me working at Grace House, man, so many women walk in there with so much baggage. Some of them have had an abortion they've carried with them for 30 years. And they need to be able to unpack that. And they need to know that God loves them. God loves us no matter what we do. Jesus will never change. So that's another shout out. And you can't beat that. Good job. So um, I, in Malachi, it says, I am God. Yes, I am. And I haven't changed. And for us, church, that's good news for us. So I, today, I just wanted to bring a word of um, encouragement to you. You may be at a place where the enemy has put you. You may be where I'm going to Freak Out Avenue. I live at 2733 Freak Out Avenue because I'm just freaking out about things. I set up my house here. I've decorated it. I've given myself an address. And this is where I live because I'm in this perpetual, perpetual state of freaking out. And that's not what God has for us. He, he says, no, don't set up. Don't get an address and live there. We may take a short turn there. We might go there. We might visit there because we might have that. But we're going to return. We're going to return. We're not going to stay in that freak out place. He says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. That's good news for us, church. So when all of that happens, I want you to know we cannot stop God from loving us. And, you know, Rick Warren wrote a Purpose Driven Life book a long time ago, and it was one of the best sellers. It was flying off the shelf. And he said at that time that I thought that life was on the valley or a mountaintop. Either you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley. But he said what I realized is life is really like a railroad track. There's two things going on. Sometimes something good is going and something bad is going at the same time. Because he said at the time that my book was selling off the shelves, which was one side of the railroad track. He said, at the other side, I was holding a bedpan for my wife to throw up in and watching her hair fall out because of cancer and wondering if I was going to be alone to raise three children. So life sometimes is not valley and mountaintops. Sometimes we have good things and bad things going on at the same time. But he's still God. And he's still God of the yesterday and today and forever. And yeah, I love that. I love that. I didn't even ask for that. That was awesome. <laughs> and you know, I heard that um, you are less likely to carry a grudge if you ask for forgiveness in the first 24 hours. Now, that's real hard because for me, I like to think about it. I like to dwell on it. I like to just keep running it around for a while. But we are called as sheep to be led. I heard a pastor of a large church say, well, if I'm the shepherd, then I'm called to lead a bunch of dumb sheep. I'm sure you'd never say that, pastor, but we are the dumb sheep that they are trying to lead. So that I, in the uh, Psalms, it talks about, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. So the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. And he leads me in the paths of unrighteousness for the Lord's sake. Boy, that's good verses to us. 
Does he have to make you lie down? Does he have to make you be still? Sometimes I get way ahead of God because I'm always looking for what I got to do next, what I got to do next. My husband walks at a snail's pace. We were walking the other day and he said, can you just walk at my pace? And I was like, this is his pace. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't walk at that pace. But you know what the good thing is? God says to us, I'm going to make you. I think that winter storm that came through, I think he made us lie down. We couldn't go anywhere. Sometimes he puts things in our life to help us to realize that he's there to walk us through that. I uh, had a friend of mine who went uh, over to see a missionary. And the mission, he went out with a shepherd. And they went out into this huge pasture. And all the shepherds came to let their sheep graze in this pasture. In this pasture. And so he was with one of the shepherds. And he thought, how are we going to ever figure out which one's our sheep to get out of here? And at the end of the day, the, pa- the shepherd went and made a noise. And when he did, his sheep came to him. And then he watched as each shepherd did that. Each shepherd made a noise and their sheep went to them. He was so amazed by that. And he said to the shepherd, he said, I just can't believe that. And he said, my sheep know my voice. So do you know the shepherd's voice today when he's talking to you and calling your name? Do you know his voice? Find find that warmth and that love even in the difficult places. The late Sheriff Fowler, who was a sheriff here in Parker County, his wife worked for me for 30 years, and we became very good friends. And so when he was passing away, I went and stayed at their home for their last week, watched him, and I thought, as he just weathered away every day, and I thought, you know, it doesn't matter what office you hold. It doesn't matter what medical team you can bring in. When it's time for you to Breathe, breathe that last breath. Nobody can change that. So we, church, have to live intentionally. How do we want to live it at the end? I was at the cemetery when he passed away, and they did the gun salute, and then it went quiet. And for you who do ham radios, know this, but then it was the last radio call. And so over the ham radio came that noise that you hear and then it stopped and it said Sheriff Fowler good job and I thought church don't you want to hear that when you're at the end that last radio call or when you walk into heaven and the father says good job so we have to live our lives intentionally we have to live our lives knowing that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you're here today and you don't know about this Jesus, that you heard the band sing about, that you heard the pastor praying to, if you're here today and you don't know, I say don't walk out here today without that. So your pastor, uh, the leadership here, I'm here, any of us would love to tell you that because that's how important your yesterdays, your tomorrows, or or let Jesus forgive you of what's in the past, let him take you for the future, and let him help you for the present. I want to just uh, close out by reading you one thing. When I was going through that time where I thought, oh, God, what's going on here? You know, people are 
some things are being said that's not true. And I was just kind of crushed in my spirit. I got in my car and I just drove out, you know, out in this way. You've got beautiful pasture land out here. And I just drove out, listened to the worship music, which is what your pastor was saying before. Listen to that worship music. Let it fill your home. Mercy Me came on and they have a song that's called Even If. And I just wanted to read you part of that. But it says, they say sometimes you win and sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. I've stood on this stage night after night reminding the broken it's going to be all right. But right now, oh right now, I just can't. It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring me down. But what will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now? I know you're able and I know you can. Save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. They say it only takes a little faith to move a mountain. Good thing. A little faith is all I have right now. But God, when you chose to leave mountains unmovable, give me the strength to be able to sing, it is well with my soul. I know you're able, and I know you can. Save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. You've been faithful. You've been good. All the days of my life, Jesus, I'll cling to you. Come what may, because I know you're able, and I know you can. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. It is well with my soul. That's good news to us, church. God is an unchanging God. So can we do a shout out? And you can't beat that. That's exactly right. Thank you, church, for letting me be with you today. Love just coming to worship with you. It's always such a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you. Amen. Thank you, John. You can't beat that. I feel right at home with that. That's the way I talk. So worship team, y'all come on back. We're gonna we're gonna close up here in just a minute. But uh, so as Joe was talking, I was thinking about all the things that I've been thinking about and praying about and reading. Uh, and I just, just real quick, I just want to say one thing that God is is wanting to lead us into a place where we are experiencing His blessing, His favor, the rest. I just read uh, in Joshua 1 and 2 and 3 and, and it's very specific that when they were entering the promised land when they, they took possession of their land that was rest. And I think what it speaks to me is that we, we get saved, you know, and that's, you, you're getting out of Egypt, you know, that's all God just by a mighty hand delivering you. You can't do a thing about it. He just comes and delivers you. But the walking through the desert and the going into the promised land and taking possession of that and living in the rest, the abundant life, I mean, we, we have a part in that. God is calling us to do something. 
We went to Jillian's graduation, and the, the speaker, he talked about when he was a kid the, out in the country, they played on the porch, and his grandpa would say, y'all get off the porch, y'all get off the porch. And he said we could kind of tell when it was about time that he was going to get after for the broom. And that final time when they say, get off the porch, he said, then it was a mad scramble before he whopped us for the broom. And that was his message. You know, you guys, you're graduating, but it's time to get off the porch. Amen. It's time to go on with your life. It's time to do something. And the Lord is calling us to, to move with him. It's not about just camping. That's what we want to do, man. We're directionally challenged. We want to... We want to run from the battles and we want to hang out where the blessing is. And we need to do just the opposite. We need to run towards the battle and we need to be ahead of the blessing and let God's blessing just keep chasing us and following us because it will overtake us. But we've got to be moving. You can't just sit and be uh, permanently sitting somewhere. You've got to be moving. Our God is a, is a moving God. He doesn't change, but he's moving all the time. He's a mover and a shaker. And he wants us to do that too. Mm -hmm. So let's stand and worship. And I believe that the Lord is going to speak to each one of us about the fact that he is not changing.
special prayer for uh, you're welcome to come someone will meet you at the altar and pray with you otherwise I just want to encourage you to, to continue to seek the Lord continue to allow him to speak to you because God wants to speak to us he speaks to us through his word he speaks to us through uh, one another we encourage one another sometimes it's it's the voice of the Lord coming through you that speaks life to someone else as you're just sharing with them. You're not thinking about it that way. You're not saying, thus saith the Lord. You're just, you're just sharing something with them and God can speak to people through you, through me, through each other. God speaks to us through creation, through his word. The voice of the Lord is, is always available to us if we have our ears tuned in. Let's worship.
coolest melody. I mean, I just want to dance when I hear that every time. <laughs> but I don't dance, so I just I restrain myself. <clears throat> I might make a joyful note, but I'm not going to make a joyful dance too often. <laughs> might be scary. Chuck, think about it for just a minute, but I want you to do this little drum solo for <laughs> closing. I know that's no pressure. I know I just asked you just now, but uh, so... The baby bottles are out there in the lobby. Uh, you know, we do that every year. You take it, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a piggy bank. There, there's, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. You can put your coins in it. You can put your dollars and checks, you know, whatever you want to do. But I want you to take a baby bottle if you want to do that for your children or for yourself. Adults, you don't really need a baby bottle to put your money in. You can just write a $5,000 check or something. It'll be just fine. And, uh, <laughs> and you can't beat that. That's right. So, um, I thank you, Joe, Joe, for coming and sharing this with us today. This is exciting. I'm glad to be able to partner with a ministry that is making a difference. We want to be part of ministries that make a difference. And Tom McClintock was involved in ministry his whole life that made a difference. They used to do street crusades. They had all kinds. Of, I mean, he was into evangelism. And we want to celebrate and honor him, his life, and what he did because he gave himself fully to the Lord. And even when he was reaching the end of his life, I mean, he was giving money to other ministries that were doing things. And he gave, he gave a lot of money. Uh, and he was very generous and kind. And we've, we want to celebrate his life. And I know he enjoyed our worship team. He gave money for us. He, uh, Tom was, and Donna were very involved in this body. And we've had uh, Chuck and Lori as part of our body all this time. So lay it on us, Chuck. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you what now. <laughs> so with that, we're going to close. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and bless you. Make gracious to you. And I just ask now, Lord, that you go with us as we go our ways this week. Bless us. Watch over us and bring us back safely. And give us a great week, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Y'all can go and God bless you. Hope you don't get rained on the way out. <laughs>